Hello, Emerald listeners, and welcome back to Club Ducks. We are back from spring break here to kick off the spring term, which will be the final term of Club Ducks, at least with us three, me, Carlos, and Daniel, which is a little bittersweet, but uh, we're prepared to give it a good send-off with these next few weeks. Probably coming at you bi-weekly, but we'll see where things go. Our guests today are Sydney Dunn and Daniela Danicola. Daniela is the vice president of the Oregon women's lacrosse team, and then Sydney Dunn is a one of the players. Uh, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves to the pod? Well, I'm Daniela Danicola. Um, I'm the vice president. Been playing for like three years here. Yeah, I'm Sydney Dunn. Um, I've been playing lacrosse since like high school, and then it's my second year. Awesome. Well, we're very happy to have you guys on. We had President Lila Frick on last year uh so i'm I'm very eager to get uh, an updated look at this new team the 2022 2023 team so i guess i will just kick off with what drew you both into lacrosse and when i know you kind of already answered a little bit sydney yeah um i started playing lacrosse in high school i was a field hockey player in high school and then lacrosse was a spring sport and a lot of the coaches were you know they played lacrosse too and they said that i should try it out it started off as more of like a thing for me to stay in shape for field hockey, and then I started to actually enjoy it in high school. I think especially during COVID when my senior year was kind of cut in half, so then that was the only thing I could come on campus for was lacrosse and field hockey, so I came to love it. I hated it at first, actually, <laughs> but I like it a lot more now, for sure, especially this club team is fun. Yeah, um, well, I'm from New Jersey, so you hear the accent probably a couple <laughs> times, but um, on the East Coast, it's, like, really big. Like, everyone I knew played it. So I played when I was, like, in fifth grade, and then I went to, like, the club cycle up until my senior year of high school when, like, my season was canceled because of COVID. And then I came out here for school, and I was like, I want to continue to play lacrosse, and I just started playing for the club team. Is club lacrosse always something you guys knew you were going to do in college then? Or was it kind of just on the spot? You're like, hey, this is this is cool. Yeah, no. Um, I didn't even know they had a club team. And then I was like, it's COVID year. I'm a freshman. I know no one here. I'm from the opposite side of the country. So I went through like club sports and I looked up and I saw and then I contacted the president at the time. And I came to the first day like knowing no one. And we had to wear masks and all this stuff. And then I just like loved the team, loved the atmosphere. And we didn't even travel that year. Like we just like practiced. That was about it. And we scrimmaged each other. Um, and I st- stuck with it until we started traveling more. So, yeah, I, I kind of knew I wanted to play a club sport going into college. My brother played club rugby at Chico State. Um, so I kind of had watched him play. And I knew that was something I wanted to get involved in because I'm an active person. I'm a lot better person when I'm on a schedule and I have practices to look forward to. So I knew that was something I had to do for me to stay sane while going to school. I'm definitely a schedule person. Um, and then I had been freshman year, I'd been like meeting a few people, not really hitting it off with the groups I'd been interacting with. And then I went to my first club like open field and fall ball or something and it was like immediately I met like four or five people that I like it just clicked I was Mm -hmm. like oh I want to come back (laughs) yeah Daniela you said that it's a really big part of the culture over on the east coast so I'm just curious when you came over here do you think that did it catch you by surprise maybe the level of enthusiasm for the sport here is it on par at least at the university level I would say in the Portland area it's like becoming like a bigger thing but not in so much like 
the Eugene area, um, Colorado, it's pretty big. So like those girls that came from Portland or came from Colorado, even like North, Northern Cal, like the Bay and Southern Cal, like it's starting to become like a really big thing. But like I found like being pres- like vice president like and f- picking the team, like a lot of these girls either have never picked up a stick or like they're two or three years or have not been part of like the club atmosphere of like going through club teams, like the price and stuff. So I think it's becoming bigger over here, but it's not as like prominent anymore or at right now at least uh so like a two-parter is like first like what was the process like how you got onto the team and what was that like and then also you mentioned like you you know you're bringing players on and then what what is that process like for from your perspective well i can answer. uh so to be a p- part of the team we just hope oh, you just come to the club sports like days like you know those days in the middle of the field and you sign up and we contact you you a lot of people reach out to us via email like send us like resumes of like highlights like all the stuff and like just show up just we just need your name and number and we'll we'll see you then but um like picking the team it's just basically you need to have your stuff like have your goggles mouth guard and honestly you could never picked up a stick and it's a lot of the selections based off um, obviously your stick skills, but like your um, attitude and your enthusiasm for the sport. We have selected girls that have never picked up a stick, but because they've wanted to learn and they brought this energy to the team, we've kept them on. It doesn't happen a lot. I'll say that a lot. Of, most of it's your stick skills, especially if you don't know who you are. But it's just reaching out to us via like email, Instagram, or like coming to the club sports day fairs and doing that process through that is pretty much how you get on the team and then tryouts it's two parts of tryouts first day is like six skills second day is um scrimmaging so we see how you play in like an atmosphere yeah and we have let girls go and begin in the middle of the season because they're not showing up you're not committed like you are paying for it so yeah it's up to you but the same day like we are traveling and we are playing teams and we're trying to get nationally ranked so we want to put our best team out there and if you're not showing up, et cetera, et cetera, like, we're going to have to, like, sit down. It's only happened, like, once since I've been on the team, but mm. it has happened. Yeah, I think the most important thing is attitude. I think that goes for every team sport you can play on. You can have the best player on the field that is astronomically better than everyone else, but if their attitude just isn't there, and then the team's not going to work. Yeah. I think that's, like, one of our biggest priorities for next year as well is just positivity and bringing that into the atmosphere of what team we cultivate next year. That we're, we're constantly keeping tabs and notes of things that we want to work on next year. Always improving to make the program better and stuff. But I think the big part was like the first meeting. That's mm-hmm. how I got in it. Because I had a friend that I played high school across with that went here and she's a year older than me. And then she was like, oh, you got to come to this meeting. That, the info session meeting, you know, like, hey, this is, yeah, it's a club sport and it's supposed to be fun. But it's a commitment. Like, we can't do this if people don't come to practice. And I think that's a big issue is like, Hey, you're gonna it's gonna pour on you and it's gonna be dumping rain and you have to come to practice still yeah and it's gonna be fun if everyone comes but if like five people come you can't run a drill and it's pouring rain you're like this sucks so that's the most important thing I think for next year is like attendance it's huge we gotta yeah. make, like Atten- I would say attendance is our biggest yeah. attendance and positivity and then yeah of course like you're gonna want people that are in good shape and like stick skills but like that that come you can you can always have that you can't really you can teach that you can't teach a good attitude you gotta want it yeah i'd say like biggest three things like you're um planning to join the team commitment and attitude and mm-hmm. um just like your vibe i guess yeah that's like i think biggest in selection yeah not even i wouldn't even say six skills is like a huge part obviously it is but like those three are bigger we consider mm-hmm. 
You get a vibe check before you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> vibe checks are important. We've had people that just like their vibe is awful. Like they're like the biggest know-it-alls, and we're like, "You are an amazing player, but you will not be joining this team." Like mm. they're mm-hmm. just very like snappy with you, like know-it-all. Like no one likes a ball hog. Yeah, ball hog. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you guys get a lot of engagement? This year, how many people did you end up? Yeah, so, had, oh my god, the meeting was. Yeah, we had so many people. I think we had like fifty girls, like that's including like fraterners. Fifty mm-hmm. girls sign up, um, and we had forty or so of those come to tryouts. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. but give or take, like a lot of people realize how much the commitment or from the first practice starts, they drop. So we've had like four girls. We two or three or four girls drop before even the first practice starts. Um, they're like, oh, I can't do this. Um, but yeah, this year was a huge turnout, like 40 plus girls. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. When I went my freshman year, I mean, also that was like the butt end of like still having COVID protocol and, you know, people aren't going out and stuff. So I think that had part of to, to do with yeah. the turnout when my freshman year. But I was like coming back as a returner. I was like, oh, I'm in the bag. Like, I'm going to make the team. I don't even have to try. Like, I mean, of course, I'm like working out still. I'm like, oh, this is cake. And then I showed up to the meeting. I'm like, it's packed. Like, people aren't having seats to sit in. I'm like, oh, shit, I got <laughs> to practice more. Wow. I think that's a good problem to have, though. Yeah. There's too yeah. much people. That's cool that Selection. you guys are getting that that interest. Yeah, I think it's just going to increase, too. We've had, like, emails. I've probably have gone through 15-plus emails of girls come that are graduating this year in high school that want to play for this team, like, recruiting emails. And I'm uh-huh. like... Like, it's crazy. Like, we kind of laugh about it because we're like, it hasn't happened since I've been, like, part of the committee. All these girls really want to join the team, and, like, we want them to join the team, want them to come out. Um, but you don't need to send an email, like, a, a gives me your huddle. Reels. Yeah, it gives you your huddle. <laughs> I appreciate it, but just come out. So what do your guys' in-season practices look like? Um, how often do you guys practice? What do you guys do during the practices? Uh, talk us through that. Yeah, so we practice four times a week um, at night um, at the, on the rack, obviously. But uh, it's just essentially we're coming out. We're getting our stick skills tightened, making sure we are not messing up on little mistakes during the game because that could cost you the game. We are doing draw controls, our he- a big um, part of practice we practice on just because we are weaker in that area we tend to be and then just like shooting drills defensive zones we play zone in lacrosse surprise but um we do a lot of that like working on defensive plays yeah just we don't really do much like scouting because we are so familiar with the teams we play in our league and we kind of at this point like as the girls progress you kind of know who's on the other team um because how often you play them so we just practice on like play skills and the areas we need to work on that we often mess up in a game mm-hmm. we'll have like some game some practices that are more focused on one skill than others like we we tried to do like ground ball tuesdays yeah. or something like because yeah. ground balls are killer like it's not something that you would think of as super important in the game but that's that's a 50 50 when the ball's on the ground mm-hmm. and if you can come up with that if you can if your team can be 100% on the ground balls like you're winning that game I honestly think that's yeah. like that's what people don't realize is half the time the ball is on the ground <laughs> like I mean of course at our level it's a bit better than high school and stuff like for what I played but that's super important you still have to do the fundamentals you yeah. if at this I mean people more than likely it's their fifth year playing lacrosse or more I think like some of the girls on the team they've been playing for 16 years and we still do wall ball we still 
Yeah. Still do warm-ups the same as I did my freshman year of high school playing lacrosse. So, And then, yeah, of course, we do, like, scrimmage play. That's a big part of it. I think that takes a huge chunk. Yeah. We'll do conditioning sometimes. Yeah. we. I Personally, as, like, the VP, like, I've also helped make practice plans. In the beginning of the season, we work more on conditioning, but we view, like, conditioning as, like, you do conditioning through drills um, because at the end of the day, you're not sprinting. You're doing 50-yard line sprints in a game. Like, you are going through a scrimmage you were playing. So that kind of endurance is more important because you have to be able to focus on who has the ball, who has this while you're huffing and puffing. So we kind of do more of like, I'd say that's more of the conditioning we do. Mm-hmm. Like we'll obviously do like 50-yard line sprints like some days, but more of the conditioning is like how you can handle that like breathing heavily while you're, whilst trying to defend this girl's score, the winning goal essentially. A lot of girls, including me and, and Danny, we work out outside of practice too. That's something that... We emphasize, yeah. We, it's kind of unspoken but it's like an uh, it's an expectation that a lot of us hold for ourselves because when I'm in the middle of the game we don't want to spend too much time running during practice we want to have the ball like that's something you should do outside of practice too for your own health like just running the track or lifting's huge like to strengthen your muscles like to prevent injuries I would agree I think this year we definitely emphasize like do it on your own like please go to the gym like lift weights we've had problems in the past of like we're really injury prone we've had 11 players mm-hmm. out of like we've had nine I think the most I've ever had on the team was nine girls injured all at once um and that most of it I wouldn't say concussion because like that's preventable non-preventable but like hamstring ankle ACL, ACL yeah. shoulder like all this stuff which could be helped in the gym like preventable so like we emphasize like hitting the gym sometimes if it's pouring rain, no one wants to be in the pouring rain, but if it's pouring rain, we'll go in the rack and, like, lift for, like, an hour and a half. You have, like, a set of instructions and, like, go on your own and lift. Kind of split up. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, like, some of the, like, some of the workouts that you do to, like, prevent these injuries? And then also, like, you you both were talking about, like, time commitment. So, like, where does that fit into your practice schedule? Then also, like, game schedules and school schedules. Like, how does this all flow together? Well, of course, we'll have weekend games and stuff that we'll have games. on. Like, we just had a game last Sunday, but it we wouldn't practice on Mondays if we had a game on Sunday, more likely than not. So that's one. We'll get a break here and there. But, you know, you practice from, what, 6 to 8, 2 hours a night or 7 to 9. And then if I have a chunk between classes during the day, I'll go on a quick run or something. Or it's more on the weekends, like when we don't have games on the weekends, that's when I'll go lift. Sometimes I'll lift before practice, which <laughs> I don't do that very often. That sucks. <laughs> I did that at the beginning of the season just to build strength and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'll run the track. I, I'm a big runner, so I'll do, like, sprints because I, I like being fast on the field. I'll practice my sprints, but a lot of lower body. I do so, We do upper body, but I'd say more just, like, Yeah, it's more like squats, squats like working your hamstrings. Bulgarians. Yeah. Yeah. Working your hamstrings, your calves, because like that's essentially like what you're using most in the game right now. Um, and we'll do shoulders because a lot of people don't understand like, like you could easily see, but like it's a lot of arm strength to be able to like, especially if you're an attack person, you're trying to shoot the ball as fast as you can and as hard as you can. So all the shoulders and mostly just like squats and like um, lower body just to like strengthen your legs because it is often more often than not like either turning the wrong way or like. You're just doing like a wrong motion because like you just, it's just not like your legs aren't strong enough. So that's what we've had like we've contacted like personal trainers around the area and that's what they've given us because uh, with like all their injuries. And I would say like time commitment, yeah, it's a big time commitment. You're traveling 
most weekends in the winter term, and then you're practicing all week, and that's not on top of like homework and stuff. It's definitely a it's a huge commitment. It like I'll pass girls here coming back from the because I walk past the rec every day to class. I live by it, so I'll see girls on the team before practice, like getting going to the gym and on top of practice. That's just to be in the best shape, we all kind of want that for ourselves. But I, like I said, I need like activity to keep going during the day, and I'm gonna work out anyway. So this is a great way to get a great workout in, and there's nothing like it. Having scrimmage play, you can't really replicate that in a re- in a workout, but especially the intensity, and then that on top of lifting and running. Like I'm in the, I've been able to keep up great shape by doing this, and so that's just another added benefit on top of being a part of a team. Mm-hmm. I love the the themed practices. That's awesome. You guys should do wall ball Wednesday, or something. Just get some. I might take that idea, honestly. <laughs> what positions do each of you play? And then could you give us just like a rundown of yeah. like what that entails? Um, well, I play defense. Um, basically, I prevent the ball to getting in the goal. Besides the goalie, and it's just like you could play zone defense. You go man to man. We often play man to man. It's just better. And I like help. Like I would say, like I facilitate the defense. I'm telling girls like this is where you're going. Like. You need to be here. You need to be there. And that's not to say I don't make the mistake, but, like, I help, like, make sure everyone's in the right place. And it's just basically we're marking up girls, trying not to get yellow cards, and making sure it's a smart foul, like, on the eight um, eight meter. Yeah. Reference. Um, I play play attack in games more than than mostly, I'd say, I play attack. But... I play everything. I'm like a utility player. I'll play <laughs> when somebody's out and needs a sub. I'll go run for midfield. I play midfield sometimes on the wings. I don't usually do the draw, but I'll do it. Like I'll do anything to play more. But I played defense in our championship game, and I'd never, I had never played defense in a game before. But I started on D, and I was like, "Well, you try new things every day, right?" You're the Army knife every team. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd say I'm. I love a good fast break. I am pretty speedy. I'll yeah. say that about myself. So it's mostly for me the way I play is I'll be a little sneaky running up behind someone and do like if they're hanging their stick, that's huge. You just check them, take the ball, go up the field with it. Lots of fast breaks um, and redefend. Like attack is the first deep line of defense on the field. So you, you're playing attack, but at the same time, you have to have some killer def- defensive yeah. skills as well. Which is something that our team has to work on too is redefending. Because once you get that down and you can stop the first attack on the field, like you block them off. It's great. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm curious. You guys kind of mentioned it with the whole man and zone thing. Um, how much of the game of lacrosse, maybe more offensively, is set plays versus just, like, you guys kind of roaming around, <laughs> making cuts, like, doing stuff on the fly, if that makes sense? Yeah, I would say majority of it is plays. Like, um, as defenders, like, we have, like, a yellow play. Essentially, it's like you're pressing the girl with the ball and the two adjacent players are pressing your player and everyone else sags. So that's, like, if we're playing, like, a team and we need to get the ball back really quickly. Attack, it's all plays. Like, it's pretty much all plays. Even like emotion, which if you play basketball, you know what emotion is. Essentially, we run that pretty much all the time. We do ball screen, screen away, like cut away, pick and rolls, pick and rolls, yeah, kind of giving goes. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's a very to people that aren't familiar with lacrosse. It's very similar to the way basketball is played. Yeah, just like the t- you can imagine, the top of the key is very similar to the circle, and the goal is the net. 
Um, you play defense the same. There's zone or man-to-man. But usually you don't play man-to-man. You play a zone defense. But sometimes yeah. when it's, what do you call it, yellow when yeah. you're pressing. Um, I'm familiar with defense. But <laughs> it, it's Even when you are just free-playing, it's also sometimes you'll just unintentionally run a play. Like we have some plays where you kind of muddle around and then you cut, but and then you like set a pick yeah. for your teammate and you just un, you unconsciously start doing that in the middle of the game without even calling the play. Yeah, we all have plays and it'd just be like a free fall. <laughs> it's just better to have structure. You get more mm-hmm. like productive offense if you have structure, especially. Is it hard to like like balance like when if you get somebody who's like more of like on the on the go like fast break like how do you how do you tone that in like okay hey yeah like... we do have plays for teams um, UW Washington is very they kill us on the fast break every year um, so we have a play it's kind of like if you have seen a game of cross like you're on the restraining line where attack like our attack is playing ball gets turned over we have two girls in the midfield one girl like behind the midfield almost at the end of the circle and then we have one girl standing on behind the restraining line of the our defense and that's just to avoid that fast break so it's kind of like either a triangle we do diamonds a square depending on what team we were in a formation in the midfield waiting for that fast break with UW we do it more often than not that we have a girl on the 12 just standing there like you're not standing there but like you're waiting for that girl to have that fast break because they are a faster team than say OSU um, so we have that one person just standing there and like not worrying, like not defending a single person until that fast break person comes down, mm-hmm. um, and we're ready for them instead of having like a fast break open goal. We do that with most high skilled players, like um, like UW that has a lot of people sitting in the backfield waiting to cherry pick. Um, and that's where the redefending on attack really comes into play. If you can put in that extra effort after running the ball, you're already playing attack and you're already putting the effort of cutting and stuff, but mm-hmm. If you can put in that extra effort to redefend the ball, that gives the midfield and defense enough time to set up and be ready for that fast break, slow them down a bit. And that's where the smart fouls come in, too. Yeah. If you can do a, a little <laughs> check here and there to just let people yeah. settle down and set up, it's a smart way to play. Obviously, you're not hurting the other people, but... It's like similar, like you compared it to basketball. Yeah. I mean, like, the, it's like the same thing you would see. You stop a fast break, yeah. you just... Give him a little foul and foul. yeah, you just foul him yeah, real quick. Have you ever seen me play? Like I'm the queen of like, oh, oh crap! Like this girl's got to score. Like I will take one tricky. for the team. I'll take the yell if it needs. Definitely got yeah, it. I'll definitely, smart about it. Yeah, I'll definitely put a little like little foul on her and like. Yeah, I, I went a little overboard on that one. Our championship <laughs> yeah. game, I got two yellows yeah. first quarter. Hey, foul Fridays. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. So you guys just mentioned your season recently came to an end. Yeah. Was it, it was against Oregon State? Uh, no, we played Washington, Washington. in the um, championship game. Okay. Uh, so could you guys just give me like a long story short, brief summary of how the season went? I see you guys finished second in the standings at 6 Yeah. Um, we first off the bat, like we won against UW. UW has been our rival. They're a very good team. And we won 12, what was it, 12-9 or 12-5? I can't remember. We won by five. It so was 12, it was a significant five. lead. Yeah. Um, we won. We were like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, we're going to beat UW. And then they came here, and we 
we were down five in the fourth quarter. Granted, we were out like five yeah. of our really important people. Yeah, I think concussions. Dan, you were out. No, no, not you were not that. But um, so yeah, we lost by one by them. We caught up like five goals. It was crazy. Great game. We still lost. Energy was. Insane. Yeah, it was here too. Um, and then we went to the championship game. The other two, three, what is it? Three teams. Yeah, three teams: Western Washington, OSU, and Gonzaga's new to the league. Gonzaga's like will be good eventually. They're just new, and then Western and Oregon State are like really bad. Like unfortunately, like they're super bad. Washington State wasn't our league, but they were even worse. So they had to be. It's not a huge. Yeah, they had to be a drop down to D two. It's not a huge competition when we're playing OSU and Western, but it's a great opportunity to practice those new plays that we come up with and run. Um, like we were practicing our motion a lot yeah, with them, yeah. this year, and that was a great way to warm up for UW. Yeah, so <laughs> and, yeah. and then Gonzaga is like straight in the middle. I'd say that they have some really good. Um, they they have good foundation for a good program in yeah. the future. So what was t- well, Sunday? This Sunday, last yeah. Sunday um, was the championship game. Pouring rain in Seattle, obviously. Um, didn't turn out well. We were roughing in it, and like cards of refs were really bad. Like I hate to blame it on the refs. Um, it wasn't a pretty game yeah. of lacrosse. Yeah, it was not. They play a really rough game. It's just also like the rivalry is like really big mm-hmm. for Oregon and Washington within mm-hmm. our league. Um, yeah, so we end up losing the game. Three concussions later, um, including me, I had to be carted off <laughs> by the EMT because I've had two concussions this season. But I'm fine now. But because <laughs> not shy away from contact. It was. No, I yeah. think we. I think we started with nine. No, how many subs would you say? Seven or eight? Eight. Yeah. Somewhere around there, and we finished with three people. There was a girl playing attack yeah. that had never played attack before in yeah. her life. It was. A, it was a scrappy game. Yeah. Is is that why you had to defend? Were you filling in for somebody who was? Well, I don't know why you defended. No, I don't know why I started on defense, but I I fouled out in the first quarter, so I couldn't even play the rest of the game. Yeah, so okay. that was partially the reason. That was, I was one of the reasons. Oh, yeah, I think we had six, seven yellow cards to their two, which is like unheard and of. And then it, yeah, seven, seven to two yellow, yellow cards, cards, and then we had like four injuries, and they yeah. had zero. So yeah, I got uppercut in the jaw with the lacrosse stick. Is that like is that like your typical style like? Chippy, like get no, aggressive, no, we're, like we're very like a peaceful team. We, like, we're, we're, <laughs> come and love in peace, but um, we there's I, a few girls that like I will not. I'm gonna out myself, but like including me, like we have a few girls like me that like tend to play more aggressively. But I wouldn't say as a team we're aggressive. We're a pretty clean cut team. Yeah, I would say. But when we play UW, <laughs> the rivalry just gets the best of yeah. us. It always turns out a little scrappy towards the end against UW. The energy's a very high. The atmosphere is crazy. Especially in that. the rain, too. Like, in yeah. the rain. Yeah. Picture it. Oh, my yeah. God. And you two are the powerhouses of the conference, right? Like, it sounds <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. It's you two, Gonzaga, is, yeah, and then Gonzaga, the other teams yeah. are... Gonzaga's a perfect in-between. Just forget about them. Oregon State <laughs> and UW. And then UW's just a perfect matchup. I, it's, it is a really fun game to play against them. It's like the ones you get, like, really nervous for, like, the night before. You're like, ugh. Butterflies. You yeah, tomorrow. Like butterflies. Like you're warming up. Like you're eyeing each other up. Like who's gonna destroy who? Like embodying that girl right there. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, UW and Washington, like Washington and us, are normally ranked. Um, it's either or. It depends on the week. We were ranked the first week, and then now they're finishing the season ranked. Um, I do like the D1 rankings for our league. So like I'm very involved in like who's nationally ranked and who isn't. And they're just a very good team. They've beat. A lot of good teams like that are still continuously nationally ranked, and that's something like we're trying to fix. Like yeah. playing like those bigger teams, like having like 
like traveling more often to like the southern regions where like those teams are ranked and having them come here we've been asked a couple times teams like Baylor Texas to come here and play um just like schedule mix-ups but we're trying to like that's our big thing next year is trying to like expand our schedule to like Texas Baylor trying to go to the Bay Area yeah Bay Area uh mile high tournament in Colorado which is like um, UC Boulder, Utah, then we go, BYU. We go to Santa Barbara yeah. every year. That's one that we have been doing. Um, it's fun to play down there. We play like, uh, this year we played Utah, Santa Clara, and um, what else do we play? Oh, UC Boulder. UC Boulder has a lot of good Division One girls on it Like that play, used to play Division One. Um, yeah, you said lacrosse was big in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty big now. Yeah, like all those teams, like Utah, well, Utah's not all Utah, but like the southern region over there, like Utah, BYU, Colorado, UC Boulder, Colorado State, like those are powerhouses, powerhouses oh. and club division one for girls. Say East Coast powerhouse in general. California, because I'm from California, I'm from the Bay Area, and it's all, the Bay Area has a pretty good lacrosse culture, but... <laughs> they have a good everything culture. Um, in like San Diego area, I remember in every sport I ever played, they're good, mm-hmm. but as a whole, the West Coast just doesn't really compare to East Coast lacrosse. Um, yeah, we have like girl people who are like, but they're, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, BC Boston College is obviously in like actual Division One lacrosse, like they're the best, in probably there. When I was in high school, yeah. it's when there'd be one girl that got a D one offer from the East Coast, yeah. any any D one school from the East Coast, and it'd be like the biggest yeah. deal in the world. Yeah, even like the obviously like the BC club team has beat Division two teams, like their huh. club team, and wow. yeah, like. We're trying to get it like that hype, like over here. Like that's our biggest thing. Like trying to like play those teams where we can get that like national like ranking. Like everyone like knows BC. Everyone knows BC club. If you play club, um, collegiate club, like you know who they are. Like you know these girls. Like they're blowing teams out ten, twelve, fifteen, blowing a Division two team out by like twenty. Like these girls are very good, and we're trying to play girls like those. Like go to Texas. Go to like the southern regions not so much the east coast but this is an expensive ticket but like play those teams where we can get that national like talk for that way mm. when people come to U of O, they're like oh like i've seen those girls in like club team like i want to join that club so i think that's like our biggest mission right now is to play those nationally ranked teams um so yeah besides maybe that win against uw in the beginning of the year because that sounded definitely pretty electric what were some other highlights of the season on field, maybe off field? I know you mentioned you went to Santa Barbara. That yeah. was probably a great time. Yeah, Utah is, I think, I want to say between three and five. Um, we're nationally ranked right now. Um, I could be wrong, but um, we played them, and we, I think we got a couple girls injured, but essentially the first half, like, we were, like, neck and neck. Like, we scored, they scored, we scored, they scored. So we can keep up with these teams. And I feel like that's a, that was a big, like, part of our season, like, knowing we can beat some of these teams and, like, confidence-wise. It's just we're so bad with injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, that another game, two girls out by the halftime, I think it was, right? That was another scrappy yeah. game. Yeah. And UW played Utah as well. Yeah, and Utah, UW's beat Utah. And it's, so it's interesting. We've beat, we beat UW in the beginning of the season. UW beat Utah. Utah beat us. We t- we almost it's, it's like a crazy cycle, but cycle, yeah. but yeah, I would say the that was the most hype. Even the second game when we lost by one goal against UW, that was crazy. The five goal comeback on our side <laughs> on the was fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, I have 
I was diving for balls. <laughs> I lo- I was getting scrappy on the ground to get these back. I was sprinting. I, yeah. I couldn't feel my legs by the end of the game. They were numb. Like, and you know when that's like a good game is when you just like it's your mind, your brain goes out the window and you're just like moving. It's yeah, no thoughts. Running on empty. adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I think beating UC Santa Clara that was a big one for us. Yeah, I mean we that's just like, like we got wrecked that's by like, like UC Boulder and refer- the day before like. We just were not prepared for them, and then that was good for the ego. Yeah, always okay. a good ego check. So. Yeah, <laughs> those are always nice, especially if you're like you know go to something where it's you know you're still like mid season tournament earlier in the season. Just get that out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, ironically, uh, Daniel, our co-host, has a club practice to get to right now, <laughs> so we will start wrapping this up. But I know you guys don't have any games left this mm-hmm. season. But is there anything you would like to plug, perhaps like social media or fundraising? Yeah, just. Follow our Instagram. I think our Instagram is our most active. So it's like Oregon Woman, Oregon W Club Lax. Um, and we post everything on that account like fundraising opportunities, um, when to come out to tryouts, meetings, like everything's on that. And we're the most active. So if you message us, we will answer. Maybe not right away, but like in a day. Get, uh, but I feel like that's like our most active. Yeah. Just stay tuned for next year. Yeah, we have yeah. a lot of stuff planned. Yeah, we do. Uh, I would which say. will be on the which will be on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. But keep an eye out for us in the quad, the <laughs> club sports. And you two are returning, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll probably. Uh, yeah, I'll be like in an officer we're, position. Next we're both year. running for officer yeah. positions. Mm-hmm. I did have one more question. Um, because you both started like um, talked about like during the COVID year since like it's switched where we're kind of more open and everything's going on did you see like a change in like people wanting to be a part of the club or is that something that was building before it all switched over i say a lot of i would say rookies like the people like first years where a lot of them were sophomores not Mm -hmm. i would say we barely had any freshmen we had one girl uh she was a sophomore she was going to go division one for but because of COVID, she was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So she went, she came here and now she plays for us. If you see her play, it makes very much sense that she was going to Division One. But um, yeah, so a lot of girls that like wanted to try out their freshman year. So you're, I'm, yeah, okay. my, my class. Okay, yeah, I class. was one of the, f- there was not a lot of freshmen from my no, year. No. I feel like that I was one of the few freshmen that joined the team last year. But there's a lot from my class that showed out this year. Yeah. Just showed interest. I think it was harder to, Go to practices were kind of 50 50 my freshman year. So since then, it's been not only freshmen that have come out that have been like super skilled, awesome players, but also my grade that has come out, which is really cool. And I'm interested to see next year if there's any girls that are former that are going to be sophomores that will come out just seeing what we have been up to lately. We have been a lot more active on social media, so that could also be part of it. That's cool that you guys have that youth, that kind of longevity. Yeah. You know, you know it'll only be up from here. Yeah. I think we're, it's only like, yeah. We only have the last seniors. three years I've been playing, like it's only gotten better. Like yeah. our team's only gotten better. Mm. <laughs> We've closed that gap. This was exciting. Right. It this was, was super, yeah. this was exciting and super cool to talk about, honestly. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Congratulations on the season. I know it didn't quite end how you guys wanted to, but it happens. Go get them, <laughs> go get them next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys yeah. for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome.